Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business, available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host. Paul Jamison. All righty. Welcome to the Green Industry Podcast all the way from uh, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo, New York. All right. Naylor said you had quite the journey to get down here. You didn't bring your equipment. What happened? Oh, I had a lot of fun getting down here. <laughs> What's the story? Well, first, tell everyone who you are, and then tell us the crazy story. I'm Chris Pagnia with uh, Learning with Leaders Podcast. Uh, I'm from Buffalo, New York. We run a uh, snow and ice management company as well as a lawn and landscape. We got a uh, garden center. So we're, we're doing it, doing it, doing it all the time. Yeah, when I watch the Buffalo Bills, it always seems like there's snow there. There is always snow here, except except for like two months of the year, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the story getting down here? I was like, I was like, what happened to Chris? Naylor's like, it's a long story. He didn't bring his equipment. Uh, I had a lot of fun, you know. I drove down here, and uh, all of a sudden, I felt a little misshift on my transmission. It was like, oh, it's, a, it's interesting. This feels funny. <laughs> so, you know cruising around another 40 40 minutes or so go by and a wrench comes on my dash and i'm like oh here we go we're in for it now <laughs> what kind of vehicle did you drive down i got a 250 work truck a 2020 okay. I mean, it's not brand new or you know but it's not old either 2020 <laughs> it's only three years old so i'm driving the wrench comes on and you know i i pull off i start making my way to auto stores and seeing if I can get a quick look and see what the hell's going on. I call my brother who's coaching me up the whole time and, and holding my hand, walking me through. And he's like, it's probably just real low on transmission fluid. And one of the, uh, one of the lines just started leaking out. It's clearly a, a, a plow truck. All the tranny cooler lines go all the time. So I'm looking, he's sending me pictures and telling me, showing me where the dipstick is. You know, I think it, it where it is. It, it certainly, I couldn't find it. So I'm, I'm looking, he's got a picture, his truck's got a dipstick, mine doesn't. And, and I'm, I'm grabbing at it, I'm pulling it, and I'm like, I, I feel so dumb, I, I couldn't even help myself. So there's no dipstick. I finally bring it to the, to the dealer and they're like, you know, no, you can only fill this from underneath. It's like almost like a differential or a rear end differential. There's no, no way to really tell other than to stick your finger in it and see if it's level or f how, how high the line is. You took it to uh, a mechanic? I took it to a, uh, a you know, like a, a, a local local mechanic, Cooper's Auto here in, in uh, Nashville. Oh, so you made it all the way to Nashville? Yeah, yeah, like 45 minutes before I was basically done. So. Okay, so you, you started in Buffalo, 45 <laughs> minutes from here. And like the girl on TikTok said, these emoji things are blinking on my thing. That's what, the, the, the wrench came on, the light. Oh, yeah. I had some emojis popping up on my dash. All right, Paul. <laughs> so it got more fun. You know, I, I, got, I, I, got the, uh, I got the truck in there. We think we're just going to level it with fluid. So I, I managed to get the guy to have four people skip the line. He puts my truck in there. Somehow, he let, you know, I go right to the front. Four people. I'm in. He's trying to fill it up. I go out to the mechanic and I'm looking, hanging out with him as he's turning it. And he's like, it's coming out faster than it's going in. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's just bleeding out of the line. There ain't no stopping it. So finally, 
the shop owner goes up to me and he goes, let me make you a deal. You said you haven't eaten yet. You're pretty hungry. You want to go get lunch. How about you can take my employee's car who's on a trip, who's out of town, but he left his car here and the keys are in it. So you look like a trustworthy guy. Why don't you go grab the part? I don't have anybody to grab the part today. So I go, I grab the part, I come back. <laughs> and, you know, he can't, he can't then put it on. All right. The tool, there needs to be a special tool to put, to put the, uh, to put the part on. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I'm kind of bored. I still haven't gotten lunch yet. Could I take that uh, employee's car to go, go grab a bite to eat? Sure. I get back. They have a tool. It's still not working. I'm lo looking around, looking at my watch. I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be at this conference. Uh, you know, it's, I'm pretty excited about going there and it's time's dwindling. What do you think I take the employee's car and go to the conference? Oh, wow. <laughs> so I got the employee's car. I'm cruising over to the conference. And if you thought there was emojis on my truck, I only had one wrench. This, this car's got every light on the dash on it. This guy doesn't. He's a mechanic, so he doesn't fix it unless like it's really painter's broken. painter's car that needs painted. <laughs> painter's house needs painted. You got it. Yeah, the paint, the paint job on the painter's house is all, all messed up. He doesn't need it. So this guy doesn't fix anything on his car unless it really needs to be fixed. So I'm driving every light, every dash, every emojis popping up along the way. I make it here. I tell Nailer the story. It got funnier, though, because my truck didn't actually get fixed yesterday. And the, he goes, well, I can't fix your truck today. The, part, the tool isn't in. It won't be in until the morning. But why don't you just keep the car for the night? Oh, wow. Now your podcast equipment is in the car, or in the truck. It's in the truck. Okay. So and my my uh, computer actually crashed. Scoot over just a little bit so you can get it get in frame a little better. There you go. Okay. My, my computer crashed, so um, I got I got this backup, and it like wouldn't it wouldn't work. So you know I'm pretty amateur when it comes to running the roadcaster. You know I had you coach me up for to, yeah. to teach me what to do with it. So. <laughs> So needless to say, I'm still driving a, uh, a loaner vehicle with a lot of lights on the dash. It's parked outside. And the guy's they, out of, who owns the vehicle's out of town somewhere. Yeah, he's out of town. He's got no idea I'm driving his car, but at least when he gets back in town, I'll, I'll make sure he's got a full tank of gas. There you go. But yeah, that, I mean, that's what it's all about. When, when stuff happens, you push through, you keep going, you just enjoy the journey, you have fun along the way. I mean, I got to tell the, have war stories with the, with the, uh, Head mechanic and the owner of the, the, the store, he's telling me great stuff about how he's renting vehicles out and that uh, this big, huge festival here in Tennessee called Bonnaroo, um, wild thing happens. People rent vehicles and destroy them. Oh, man. So he's telling me all this stuff I'm going through, and I'm like, holy crap, I thought I had it bad with, you know, plow trucks and employees and issues, but... This guy says he he, go, he loans a vehicle out and he, they bring it back and the the, uh, the roof smashed in. <laughs> I was in uh, New Orleans the uh, we, uh, when Nar Mardi Gras was ending. Oh, okay. I was going to a Kohler event in Mississippi, but I flew into New Orleans mistakenly because all these people had destroyed these vehicles and they were bringing them back from Mardi Gras. It was so bad. Yeah, that, it's that nuts. Wild. It's nuts what people do to a vehicle, you know? Yeah, but you're here now. Um, you're working with Mr. Producer. Oh yeah. So tell everyone the name of your podcast. Learning with leaders. I'm working with Mr. Producer. It's a dream come true. There's nothing like working with him. He's got just this amazing voice and he's always just coaching me up. He's got another point for me every time we talk, but he doesn't make me feel too sorry about myself when it doesn't, you know, exactly go, go yeah. perfect. So no, it's awesome. And Naylor was telling me you got a Rolodex of just so many powerful, um, 
business owners that you've networked with over the years. So now, you know, the caliber of guests that you're going to be able to get is really high level folks running really successful businesses. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. So I've gone to a lot of shows, made a lot of connections over the years, and I've always invested into like learning and growing and um, personal development as well as professional development. So I'll end up being an event with, you know, several like-minded business owners or like-minded people. So when you're constantly in trying to improve yourself and working on it, you end up being around other people that are improving themselves. And, you know, birds of a feather flock together. You know, you're hanging around five, uh, five alcoholics. You're going to be the sixth one. You yeah. hang around, you know, five multimillionaires. You might be the sixth one too. So good. So I constantly just always, you know, your network is your net worth. Yep. And, uh, I'm always grabbing a card, grabbing a contact, improving my, you know, improving my, uh, Rolodex. Yeah. Rolodex of directory. <laughs> So who have you had on the show so far? How, how many episodes are you in? It's I, a newer podcast. Yeah, right now, I think we only have um, seven that have aired, mm-hmm. um, but I've had quite a few great business, great business owners and leaders. I've had uh, John Allen, who started SIMA. He started the first national um, snow organization in the, in, the, in the world. So he learned the uh, business model through True Green and then um, pumped it out into the snow. I talked with uh, Tom Canetti. He's he does the MetLife Stadium out in New York, so that's that's really cool. He, he does t- the snow fort or the he, turf. Yeah, he does it all. He does oh, it all there. Really? Yeah. So yeah, he did the this uh, Super Bowl there once was was wow. at the MetLife Stadium. So yeah, he tells you all about uh, if you think you got problems hiring people, this guy hires like two thousand people just for the MetLife Stadium. Wow, so just that's where the Jets and the Giants play. Yeah, and he's got to get shuttles and transportation and it's just it's crazy what he has to go through and they have like one sunday is the jets logo on it then or or do they just always have like nfl logo yeah i know they have two teams that play in the same stadium yeah they'll have it they'll 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 basically take stuff off and put it back up it's a it's a one color's green end zone i remember when obj made a catch against the cowboys it was the end zone said giants but then when the Jets play, it says Jets. Yeah, it's crazy. Who, but it's it's real turf in that stadium, correct? Or is it Astro I think, it's a, I think it's Astro. I think it's Astro. Okay. And they're constantly just, swapping you know. Swapping it out? Swapping stuff out. Just, you know, the logistics of it all. And then I had a, a great guy, Neil Glatt, who's a really good f- friend of mine, was my coach at one time. And uh, he's like a brother to me now. You know, we've just gotten so tight over working with him. And. You know, when you start to basically surround yourself with with all these people, these people you see once a year, they they become like family that you go to see and that you can't wait to to meet up with. Yeah. You know, just like I'm noticing here at this huge convention, all these the power washer guys, they're just like such a tight tribe. And I come in, and I'm such an outsider. I'm like, I'm yeah, an I come outsider press. too. People <laughs> are looking at us all day long. But uh, tell us about your the snow snow business. I, I live in Georgia. We get one snow event a year, maybe, uh, but I, you know, I don't plow that snow and make that dough like you guys do. Yeah, we plow that snow and make that dough, Paul. We, uh, Tell us about it. So last year, just on, on two separate snowstorms, two Guinness Book World Records, we had over 100 inches fall wow. in one time and then another 100 inches again. So, yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. So we went from, I mean, forget snow plowing. We just went into emergency services during those events. So. If you own a plow truck, it pretty much ain't going down the road. The only thing you're getting is a wheel loader. So the the 
the town stopped plowing, guard came in, and it just basically Christmas and November took like seven it took like seven days and it was I shut think down. the Bills had a game around that time didn't they I, I think that one got canceled or yeah it was pretty they were moved to yeah. Detroit or something yeah it did get that, moved to Detroit that's yep. what happened yep how, now how did they get out of their houses and on, onto a airplane or bus to get over to Detroit well they were some guy and they called they called us and we're trying to get us to basically uh, dig Bills players out at one time because we do some work with the stadium and um, we have a, like a close relationship with it, with them over there. So they're calling us out and we're like, well, we can't get anybody over to you for like six hours or so before, you know, we can get, get our loader out of an apartment complex or out of a commercial property and bring it over and have it start doing residential stuff and plow the entire street because yeah. the street, you know, they wanted their driveways done, but the street wasn't done. So some guy with the tractor ended up coming over and, and just removing it because it, it's like there is no plow truck that could do anything. It, wow. They were just deemed useless. Everything was shut down. I know some guys, uh, they say they get like 50 inches a year and they calculate out what they're going to charge because yep. you know, 50 inches. I think maybe that was my friend in, I forget, up north. I know, again, I don't, I don't do snow. I don't like snow. I like warm weather yeah. and sun, like yeah. 75 and sunny. So um, 100 inches, you're saying that wasn't the totality of the season. That was that, that one event one November, drop. December. One drop, 100 inches. Then a second time came around, another 100 drop. Oh, my Boom. God. So a whole season, more than double what your friends are seeing in a season, we're seeing in one rip. So we have normally about a, an 85-inch winter is like standard to us. So we have a 100-inch cap. So, so last year was irregular. It was, yeah, it was a total anomaly. That's, we've never seen anything like it. Guinness okay. Book World of Records, two times, two entries, one season. <laughs> That's absolutely wild. So how much revenue uh, do, do you do between the, the lawn and then all the snow services? So we did, we've, we've done a little over 3 million already right now to date. Last year, we were about 2.7, um, including our garden center revenue too. Okay. So we sell, have some supply uh, things that we, we do as well. And we sell corn and oh, produce really? and, and peppers, but... You know, that's not the main revenue drivers for us. We do about uh, half a million dollars at our um, country store. And um, our, servi our services basically are the make up the lion's share. Okay. And out of that, the snow services generate substantially more revenue than the, the lawn and landscape? The snow does a little over a million. Okay. So it, it's, it's like almost, fit. it's very close, 50-50. But snow's really only three services. It's plowing salting and snow removal and then shoveling so maybe four but landscaping we do everything from hydro seeding to, to uh installing pavers then to supplying all the things that we install you know there's 20 different colors of mulches so snow is such a, like you know just very simple mm -hmm. for what it does but yet it it drives the return on investment is such a, a, a really wild driver. How do you set your customers up for you? You said, and again, forgive me, Chris, I'm this it's is okay. you're talking uh, French or Spanish to me. Uh, you, you do uh, salt, you said, yep, and then and then plow, yep. We so we do plowing, salting, uh, we also do liquids, 
Okay. So we make our we make our own salt brine, and then we'll add agricultural byproducts to make that um, salt brine then work into lower temperatures. Okay. So we do a little bit of that. That's a little bit of science stuff and experimenting and things like. And we're then doing with within that. that, how much is that as a residential customer, just in a subdivision or whatnot, versus a commercial property like a you know strip mall or something? So we're we're 100 commercial. Oh, okay. We, we won't. We can't service any um, residentials anymore. It just becomes too challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have over a hundred uh, commercial clients. Wow! So, I mean, if you had even just a hundred, a hundred residentials, I mean, they're going to call you every time they want a loaf of bread. And they're, <laughs> you know. but my snow coach John said, uh, you know, in his in his book, um, he said, I had a customer call me several several times. There was six feet of snow in in the in the street. So she demanded that she needed to get out and get a loaf of bread, and then I come and plow plow her driveway. I came by, I plowed the driveway. When I returned, when I finished my route, I just took a look down the street. Are you ready to grow your lawn care and landscaping business at light speed? Hey, I'm Cody Owen with Lightspeed Social Agency, and you have heard me talk shop right here on the Green Industry Podcast and every other lawn care podcast you listen to. I hope that you have taken advantage of the expert knowledge I've given in those interviews, but I want you to experience the power of putting Lightspeed behind your business this spring. Sign up for Facebook and Instagram ads management and put my team's years of experience to work in your business. Mr. Producer here, bringing you some exciting news. The Equip Exposition is celebrating its 40th anniversary in Louisville, Kentucky, October 17th through the 20th. That is definitely the place to be. And if we got a special deal for you, use the code Paul for an incredible 50% off your tickets. Dive into the show notes, grab that link, and secure your spot. Are you tired of struggling to explain price increases to your clients? Look no further. The Green Industry Podcast has got you covered with our price increase letter template. Simply download, customize, and effectively communicate your price adjustments with ease. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com today and take control of your pricing strategy. I did not get any satisfaction to see her stuck in the the street. (laughs) That's that's good. So you're dealing with, I mean, you're dealing with soul crushing experiences and the demands of, of your, you know, the expectations for, for a driveway is, is pretty intense. Yeah. So the hundred commercial snow uh, companies, how do you set them up uh, contractually or do they pay you throughout the 12 months or just during snow season? How, how does that all work? It's usually like a, uh, a five month, a five month seasonal with, uh, you know, five equal payments. So it's 20 grand for your commercial lot. Uh, and that'll include, say, plowing and maybe let's say, let's just say shoveling your walks. Um, then. As a separate line item, you're going to have salting services. So, say you, some companies may charge by the ton. Uh, say it's two twenty-five per ton. You may charge by the gallon for liquid, depending on which which one you're going to use your customer. So, three to seven dollars a gallon is like a VSI Void Smith Innovations um, standard that that they say, and they now work with Boss Snow Plows. So that seems to be like the industry average is like three to seven dollars a gallon for liquid, depending on how far the site is from your base, um, how small it is, how difficult it might be, um, and where your refill is based on that liquid. So you can, you know, in a, in a monthly service, you'll say $20,000, you're getting paid $5,000 a 
um, whether it snows or it doesn't. And then however many times you're salting, so sometimes you're gonna salt two, three times in a day, that's gonna usually be a per, per item or per trip expense. So you wanna get as much of that as you can and not just be totally fixing, I'll do your lot for 50 grand and now I'll take yeah, you know, 10 grand each month and we'll give you an all you can eat buffet. Sometimes that'll work out, sometimes it won't, but your customer will always tell you that they want more service mm -hmm. because it's just like the buffet. You eat more at the buffet than you do when you have a portion control. Yeah. <laughs> that buffet this morning was expensive. Man. <laughs> Did you eat at the the buffet or you stayed at this hotel? I didn't I didn't stay here. I stayed off site. Okay. We that that buffet is expensive. I, I heard it was I heard it was pretty pricey, but it was it was good though, huh? Yeah, it was good, but I know what you're saying. I'm like, man, this this <laughs> omelet. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, you were gonna get six of them, right? You didn't have ten omelets. You just had one. <laughs> no, I got the buffet, so I wanted to I wanted to eat more, but the line was too long, and we we had to get going. But um, they pay. You gave a 20k example or a 50k example. So they pay, let's say, 50K for easy math. That's 10 grand they pay a month. Yep. But if it snows a lot, then you're screwed, essentially. And oh, if yeah. If it doesn't snow as much, they still have to pay you. Yes. And they, okay. and they, will, and, and they make a lot of, you know, uh, uh, so if you're in the snow business, this is a way to look at it. They always talk, the client always talks about how much money we're making, how easy our job is, um, how we're just raking it in because we didn't have to work. All right. So you'll never say that to a lawyer and be like, hey, I, I, I paid you $200 an hour. That was so easy. By the end, you never shook the lawyer's hand and said, that was so easy. You just made so much money off me not even to have to work. Your client will say that to you if you're a snow contractor, though. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that kind of situation is is always basically there. And you don't want to basically put yourself in where they can just go, go, go at you, but yet, you know, you have to constantly have that conversation. No, there are readiness fees involved when it didn't snow. We had to pay to put your, this piece of equipment, uh, service it, maintain it, hire someone, have them ready to jump into it in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So all that's kind of a cost. You know, I know, I know it didn't snow. We didn't push anything, but it's still. Yeah. So your commercial vehicle insurance bill still comes in mm -hmm. no matter how many inches of snow it got. <laughs> You got all, it. All that equipment, all the maintenances. You got it. You got it. There's all there's all types of expenses that us as business owners have to incur, whether we work or we don't. If you're mowing grass and it rains, you know what I mean. You, you and you, you have a commercial client. You're still going to charge them, even if it rained for a month straight. Yeah. <laughs> now, how's the employees? Did they do both the lawn care, landscaping, and then transition over to snow? And you have the same employee who just does a different task. There are some employees who are with us year round. Um, our main, our favorite employee for to run like a operator or a, is, is like a baby boomer. So it's um, someone who's older, who's retired, who doesn't actually need to go out, but yet still wants to work and has done that work for a long time. So we have a lot of operators that are, are of that baby boomer age that mm -hmm. just come in and work with us when it snows. Um, and we have our, 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 our lifers, as we call them, or our, our main team members that'll go from landscape foreman to sidewalk foreman or landscape foreman to um, operations management and account manager and being a, a plow truck, maybe managing the loader operator, the salt truck, the sidewalk teams. So it's, yeah, it, it's intricate. And then, I mean, we go, we go from 
tiring everywhere from um, agencies. Um, we've gone into homeless shelters. We go to bus lines. We go to anywhere you can. And my coach, Neil, says that, um, you know, you got to be very very inventive. You got to be like MacGyver and being willing to think outside the box of who you're going to go to, to work with you. So you'll have your core people, which we have fifth, like 53 paychecks is what we wrote last week uh, for the summertime. But then it ramps up to a hundred to 300 a night, depending on the event. So you're going to go to a lot of different areas for that. Wow. Now you mentioned a snow coach. Uh, what point did he, did you find your coach and how has that helped you? So I was a $250,000 company without a coach. Uh, when I went to Erie, Pennsylvania for my first time and I met John Allen, um, we went, I think we tripled that year. We were 750. And I think that was, let's see, it's been, I started in 2017 coaching and now we're, we're over 3 million. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, they snowball. What does quick. that look? How, how have they, um, the coaches like do you do you meet virtually or do you talk on the phone or like what what does that structure look like? So I'd have a biweekly hour um, conversation that we would have that was at a certain time that you know we're both really accountable to, and that was great for me because you know I got an accountability partner, and I'm like okay I, I'm meeting here at this time I will you know it's 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 just like basically working out on your own or hiring a trainer. Yep. When you hire that trainer. You're, you're all in. You are dialed in. Your water's filled before you got there. You took your pre-workout. You, had, you probably even got a little nice outfit because you're excited. <laughs> okay? You're just like, you are so much more all in. But if you're working out on your own, you start gabbing, you're talking, you're chatting, you hang out at the water cooler. It's no big deal. But when you're paying somebody 50 bucks an hour to basically meet, you are just like giving it your all. And that's how coaching really was for me is that we're both there. We're both on a hundred percent and you're paying 500 bucks an hour. So you better like really, really take it serious. Yeah. That's a good deal. My coach is a thousand bucks an hour. Okay. All right. So it sounds like you got a better coach than me. <laughs> he, 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 he's the best, but it's changed the amount of money I'm earning now before I started working with a reputable coach. You got to hire, I don't know your coach, but you have to hire a coach who's good because yes. just because you spend 500 bucks an hour a thousand bucks an hour whatever if they're no good you're just wasting your money but my coach makes me way more than i pay him mm -hmm. uh, and the accountability feature um plus also just saying here's how i would handle there's always a situation i seem to be in and i just say hey here's what's going on here's what the customer said what should i do and, and they'll give me their perspective which is a lot smarter than than me oh yeah you know? <laughs> that's how i feel yeah they're i mean you're paying them they they're supposed to you know, a leader knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. They're supposed to be the, the trail guide helping you up, saying, hey, look out for that fallen rock here. Ground gets a little slippery here. Mm -hmm. uh, change your body position here. You know, side shuffle here. And, boy, it's certainly nice to know when, when basically, you know, something about is about to pop up like when your gps tells you speed check in five minutes you know in yeah. five miles you you slow down all right oh, yeah you're like oh sweet i'm not getting a ticket now <laughs> yeah so it's nice to know hey trouble's on the way expect this um you're you're at this marker of earnings you're gonna you're gonna experience these problems next you're gonna actually have to invest all this into it instead of basically having this concept that uh, you know um cost versus investment. 
So you're I, for the coach with me, he'd be like, no, Chris, it's not a cost. It's an investment here. This isn't a, you got to do this to invest, to gain this return mm-hmm. where I'm always like, Ooh, go, the cost. Uh Oh, I better be very, very conservative. Mm-hmm. And then you won't get that return out of whatever that human element of effort might be or the financial. Yeah, totally. At what point in all of this did you have this idea? I want to start a podcast and start sharing this, you know, journey with the world. Well, I mean, I stopped listening to music about three years ago and I only listened to podcasts. I think already six months probably into that, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to do one of these one day. Um, But I'm I'm a weird, different bird. I can't turn off my entrepreneurial spirit when I'm when I'm in Nashville. I'm thinking I'm looking at other businesses where I my crews could work thinking about what kind of opportunities I'd have in this market. I'm literally like building the thing in my head already. It's a great, this is a great area. It is. People are flocking here, man. This is, Nashville is, I think, one of the hottest cities right now. I mean, there's, did you see how many cranes there are out from like, from Opryland to downtown Nashville? I mean, I, I counted like 40, 50 cranes. Yeah, it's, this uh, This city is nuts. Yeah, it's building. Growing. And, and it's neat to see, um, this, the type of soil that they have um, and just the how construction basically is happening. I got to watch a little of that at the uh, mechanic yard yesterday while I'm sitting around twiddling my fingers. Yeah. So do we have a resolution with the car? How are we getting back to Buffalo? I got, oh yeah, I'm back in action. I mean, I got I'm, it back. Oh, I mean, no, I'm currently driving the, uh, the loaner. The guy who's on out of town. I'm driving the loaner, but five minutes ago he called me, said it was done. Okay. I mean, he literally did it for, for $400. Like it's like, a, nice. you know, my brother's like, it's going to be two, two grand for sure. So like, I mean, I just kept hitting a road bump or a block, but like the whole time I kept learning stuff along the way or getting nuggets. And I had like a blast talking to the shop owner. He's telling me about like running an airport um, car service and a U-Haul thing and about how many employees he has, how many vehicles he has going out, all the shit that basically gets destroyed. Um, then when they send a vehicle out, like they have a Bonnaroo festival where the, uh, you know, the hippies and, and all the uh, uh, kids who like to party party and, and, and go nuts and go at these festivals. They're all sitting on the roofs of the vehicles, caving them in. And, you know, he'll get them back. He says that the kids will stall them out uh, in gas. They'll rent the vehicle from the airport, drive it to the festival. They're in the festival, like, like basically at it, like, you know, tr- trying to get around the thing. And they'll call and say... There's something wrong with my vehicle. It oh, died. Man. And he said that they got sick and tired of towing them. They just bring gas and charge them 250 bucks oh, just to bring him gas out there. So he's just telling me all the stuff that he's going through, all the issues he's dealing with employees. It was just super neat to just keep getting these tips and these tricks and being like, okay, every business is basically a people business. It's not, it's not the product of what you sell. I don't care if we're doing, you know, like this convention. It doesn't matter that these guys do power washing and we do grass cutting or snow plowing. It's really just a people business. It's taking care of your employee. It's taking care of your client. It's showing that you care, they matter, and constantly working around doing that. It's not a hamburger that's McDonald's product. It's McDonald's. Mm -hmm. So you can't think about, you know, what your service is and, and what type of mower or what type of string trimmer or what type of uh, sun resistant shirt you have on. It's really finding out what's important to your client, finding out what's important to your employee and focusing your conversation around what matters to them instead of saying, at this job, 
you can, you know, grow by blank percentage and you, you one day can be an account manager and, and maybe a leader and maybe you'll even have my job one day. No, that's not going to do anything. Your employee doesn't care about that. They care about their life and they want someone who cares about their life to show that they matter and they mean something to them. So if you focus on like what your, is going on in your employee's life or your client's life or their needs and you tailor, tailor your business and everything around those needs, you're going to be successful and grow. So good. Well, thanks for stopping by, Chris. Um, go ahead and share the name of your podcast and how people can connect with you. Well, Learning with Leaders podcast. I'm on Instagram at, at the Beaver 624 Busy Beaver Lawn and Garden. Uh, I'll always respond there. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, I'm all you know. I'm always uh, always checking stuff. So shoot me a message or uh, uh, you know hit me up, like me, follow me. I'd love to love to connect with you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. You need to increase your prices to earn more but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy. You want to discover the proven method to easily increase your prices? I've assembled the Price Increase Letter Template. It's a plug and play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the Price Increase Letter Template today at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.